0: It was just art house, big daddy. Oh my <laughs> God, dude.
1: Hello, fellow fumblers, and welcome to another episode of the Film Fumblers Podcast, the show where a few friends fumble through your favorite films. Today, we are reviewing Come On, Come On an A24 film released in 2021 and written and directed by Mike Mills. So without further ado, my name's Adrian.
2: I'm Taron. I'm Jay.
1: And that's Jay. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Sorry.
0: All good, brother.
1: Dude, when's the last time it's been us three? I feel like we've been, like, mixing between the four of us for so long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot of mixing.
1: I don't know if I've been on a show with Jay in a while, actually. Hi, Jay.
0: Hi. There's one on a few
1: recently, huh?
2: Yeah, she's on been on quite a lot recently. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: This one recommended by Jay. Come on, come on. Of course, right? A twenty four had to yeah, be.
0: Yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. j twenty four. get A24, it out of the yes, way. Yes, this is true. Way. This is not what This I is that. true. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch this movie for a while, and uh, happened to win marbles. I was like, fuck it, I'll just pick that.
2: Yeah. When did it come out? But
0: like, audiences? I think that's one of those things where it's September? hard to determine. Oh, it's like because it was a festival a, thing. Right.
1: Yeah, it says release date September second, twenty twenty one. But yeah, it could be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Before that. Yeah,
0: um. I
1: hadn't heard of this one.
0: Yeah, I didn't know much about it. Um, I knew Joaquin Phoenix was in it. I thought that it was a father-son thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it wasn't that. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. And I also, like, just opening thoughts. I was slightly nervous that because it was in black and white, it was going to be, like, a pretentious thing. And, like, I was going to have to, like, force myself to, like, slog through it. Uh. But then the, like, first conversation happens between joaquin phoenix's character what's his name johnny yeah johnny Johnny and viv the mom their first conversation where she's just like yeah kids are fucking crazy like they're just like (laughs) talking like normal people i was like Mm -hmm. okay cool this is like something real yeah yeah um and i was like a little i've never seen a movie that's in black and white but like set in like modern times you know so like the like kind of
1: yeah, that's just,
0: true. You know, I I wasn't really sure how that was gonna work, but I ultimately really liked it that way. Um,
2: yeah, there's a I few think, times where I was like,
1: wait, when does this take place?
2: And I was like, oh, they have like on the shit. I guess it's just now. Yeah. yeah,
1: I I feel like I knew right away. Like this is very modern. Like this is a modern movie. But my question was kind of just like, why? Why is it? Why is it in black and white?
0: Yeah. Know. So. I forgot that I have a shot, and I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> oh, shit. Really there's there's Kalua in the so just cheers. All right. to you. Cheers. Cheers, cheers everybody. <laughs> so A24 does a podcast called the A24 Podcast, who would have guessed. And uh Mike Mills was on. So the thing that they do that's really interesting is they always pair people together in like interesting ways. So Mike Mills was paired with David Byrne, who's the singer for the Talking Heads. What the fuck? And uh, apparently, in other movies that Mike Mills has done, he's used a lot of Talking Heads music, and like he did a lot of music videos back in the day for bands like Air and other like old kind of weird experimental bands like that. So he's crossed paths with these guys in the past, and they talked about this movie. And he asked uh, David Byrne asked about. The black and white thing and he was like what what kind of made you choose that or did was it a choice that you had to make or was it like something you went into it wanting to do right and so he mike now said like he always saw the shots of like Thanks. the father and the son or whatever the adult and this kid figure walking through the cityscapes and stuff in black and white that just he had that idea and it was like cool yeah and what he realized as the story kind of came about was, like, he didn't want it to feel too, like, sentimental or, like, use any of those kind of things to, like, make the audience feel like they have to feel something towards it, you know, like uh, some kind of tragedy or whatever happens and then you have to, like, feel bad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so this this black and white, uh, he described it as it provided a layer of, like, as a reminder of like this is a story like we're just telling you a story it's like a bit of fiction like it's Mm -hmm. this is the real world it takes place in the real world but it may not be exactly our world you know like it's just a little bit different um and i thought that that was kind of a cool reason like i think that that works because there's not really like a you know big arc or like any kind of real kind of three-act plot line you know what i mean like that stuff is not really here And I feel like if people didn't enjoy this movie that's probably why. And it's totally fair. Like I think that it's 100% fair if you felt like it was slow and it didn't really go anywhere or whatever. Um, I didn't feel that way personally but yeah, I I liked the black and white. What did you guys think about the black and white?
2: Turn. I thought it was nice. I don't know. I guess like he was saying kind of like it's so it wasn't so distracting like like so it just kind of flattens it out so you can just like soak in the story or whatever i yeah. feel like that worked <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know yeah I really liked it actually yeah and yeah. i guess
1: i mean it does make sense that like they were in the you know the the movie takes place in like the biggest cities in the united states you know like new york True. la yeah did they go to detroit they were they started in detroit yeah starting in Detroit. Or... new orleans too. yeah like huge you know and so those are like very like loud and like colorful cities when you think of them yeah. So to kind of dole that out i, I guess they're makes full
0: sense. of distractions right, right. Yeah. which is like kind of the opposite of what this movie is going for i feel like it's more inviting like reflections and really just sitting down and thinking about things you know that have happened to you or or even just being in the moment with the characters as they go about certain aspects of life you know yeah and they drop a line i think it's when they get to new york and the kid is still recording with the microphone and uh joaquin phoenix says something like you know these seemingly mundane moments when you kind of lock them in you know give them, like, a longevity that they wouldn't otherwise have by recording oh, them. Oh, right, yeah. Give like, purpose. Yeah. And I thought that that was kind of, like, what a... makes them immortal, like... Yeah. Know. I thought like it was, like, a good, good kind of self-take on the movie itself, like, kind of what you're seeing unfold, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah.
2: That's interesting. That's um, dude, I really connected with this movie, like, so much. Did you? <laughs> I did, going Me, into it... it yeah. <laughs> going into it, dude, it was I was, like, like,
0: Oh, When they, When it was like, he's the uncle, I was like, damn, I, this movie's probably going to hit Taron different <laughs> than anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Like, going in, I was like, all right, Joaquin Phoenix. I've seen, like, the
2: poster. Just Joaquin Phoenix, a kid. I didn't know anything like, oh, about it.
1: Yeah, like, maybe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't
2: know, like, what kind of story or anything about it. And then once we got into it, I was like, fuck. I really <laughs> like this movie. It's like, even, like, besides the uncle stuff, just, like, the way... This, it kind of deals with a lot of like kids, not like kids versus adults, kind of like, like uh yeah. showing that kids are people too, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have opinions, they have, um, like feelings and all this shit, and a lot of adults just don't care. But like this guy's going out and giving them a voice, and I just thought that was really nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I like how that those interviews were done. Like they were very. They were very much not like persuasive in any way. It was just like let me just ask this kid a question and like not even not disagree or not even agree with them necessarily. Just, just let them go. What do they have to say? Yeah,
0: you know? yeah. So those were all real. Like that. I was, was just, wondering that. Was like, that. I, I was like,
1: there's no way that's scripted. Like it. Just yeah, felt it felt wasn't. Real. Yeah, it.
0: There was this idea of like. And this is, again, adding, you know, going back to the black and white, kind of putting this layer over it. But, like, combining the documentary-esque interviews with, like, this kind of story. And at first, I was like, this okay, this is, like, I like the idea. Like, I like that mm-hmm. project, right? Like, I'd like to see or watch or listen to that whatever that project is. Yeah. Um. But at first, I was like, it's kind of weird that they're just putting this in with all this other stuff and then it like made more sense as time went on yeah and there's a lot more in the credits i don't know if you guys yeah listened i listened through the...
1: the whole credits it was really good
0: yeah i think Those it was like some, a...
1: seeing some crazy
2: shit all day. yeah it was
0: like an interesting way to be like yo like kids are they're young and they're inexperienced but they're not stupid like they're aware of yeah. what's happening yeah and they like have ideas about it and i think that people adults all too often dismiss kids opinions or what they say right just because yeah. they're young and mm-hmm. they don't know how things are when like kids are kind of like optimistic and like see that there could be a, a different way that things could be mm-hmm. you know and they just kind of get shut down so I th- I thought that was great I mean I think yeah. it was a it was a neat idea
1: one of the more interesting <clears throat> interviews was like that really shined a light on, like, how kids, um, like, really understand, like, the world that they're going through, and, like, what, what they're going through was that that young boy who was saying how he was, like, yeah, you know, like, I've had, like, a really difficult life, like, with, I think he said, like, my dad's in jail, or, like, whatever it was, and he's, like, and I just don't want my little sister to go through that, like, it was just this yeah. young kid, like, yeah. understanding that he's been through trauma, and that doesn't want his sister to, like, I don't know, it was, and, and to hear that it was, um, not scripted is like
0: really that's scripted. crazy dude dude that was intense on huh? it and it yeah. like he was maybe what like 12 13 yeah somewhere yeah. in that range of yeah. age yeah. crazy man
1: to understand trauma at that point i'm like
0: yeah yikes. and to like actively work <coughs> to shield your younger sibling right. from it yeah it's uh intense Yeah. um i thought that the uh So I, I really liked the sound in this movie, especially Mm. when what is his name Jesse the kid? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he picks up the mic and starts walking around LA with it and stuff, and those kind of like, so I watched that part with headphones, and you can like he kind of like sweeps the mic through the street, and it like is like accurately doing the sound. Use the actual audio or what? Yeah, like (laughs) basically, yeah, yeah. But they so in the podcast that he did they they did a lot of uh folly work on this movie like more than he's ever done in anything that he's done to the point where like you know cutting back to black and white again is like the absence of color and distractions like that let him really bring out things like sound details and so like if there's moments where like uh johnny runs his hand through his hair they followed that in later too so like they used the sound that he actually did and then they recorded like a hand running through hair again oh, and wow. like layered it to like just <laughs> add more details and that is like throughout the whole movie like any little sounds and things they layer just a ton of damn I, um, I need to watch it again at my mom's house their sound is so fucked
2: up <laughs> <laughs> it's just sounded horrible yeah. i um, definitely so I picked up a, on that like i wasn't
1: listening a, on headphones, yeah. but especially yeah. the first time jesse gets the mic and like mm-hmm. he's like moving it around and you hear his voice changing from like directing. yeah i noticed yeah. that a lot
0: yeah that that uh at, i think for me it added to the like uh kind of the perspective swaps that would happen between jesse and johnny like you know whether they're talking about something or experiencing something and then when the mic would kind of hand off and stuff there would be like this kind of more uh you know overlaying handoff where like certain things would happen like you know uh jesse gets embarrassed when he was started crying right in detroit or whatever city they were in and he was with that other dude yeah while johnny went to go to the interviews and then later like johnny gets embarrassed when he passes out and like faints and there's like this weird like shift where johnny is comforting jesse and telling him it's okay to cry and all that and then jesse is comforting johnny and telling him like you know yeah. it's okay that you fainted and like here's some ways that you can cope with that next time like yeah, meditation dude, yeah. techniques and stuff like it was like super i don't know It was like another thing where they
2: kind of like balanced out adults and kids like you know what i mean like yeah oh, i mm-hmm. love
1: i love that shit dude because there was a scene also where jesse is upset that he was crying with fern um he was just like oh like i, I got frustrated and i cried like so embarrassing you know and like yeah Johnny's doing that same thing like you don't have to be embarrassed and you're right it, it kind of goes back to them flipping like them comforting each other which yeah you don't really yeah. see a lot
0: and i thought that it was it made me think of like when you're young and you're kind of learning to like embrace and understand what it means to like have feelings and like express those feelings or deal with those feelings right it's kind of like that's that's the case that's happening for for Jesse, and Johnny's been through that, and is like, telling him it's okay. But then the when the reverse happens, when it's Johnny who's embarrassed, he's, like, embarrassed because he's getting older, and his body is, like, failing him, you know? And that's, like, a different kind of embarrassment <laughs> yeah. that even he is not prepared for, right? And Jesse's still even having no experiences like, you know, it's okay, it'll be okay. Like, trying to, yeah, come, yeah. like, it's just, I don't know, it was, like, very touching, but also, like, too real and some <laughs> yeah. like, Fuck, dude, you know
1: yeah. yeah there was a lot of that too realness that was like th- there was a line that um what's her name is it Liv?
0: Viv. or viv.
1: viv viv that she says she says something about like none of us really know what we're doing like and she's talking about parents she's like none of us really know what we're doing we just wake up we make breakfast, take them to school, do dishes like over and over and over. And like, we just don't know what we're doing, but like, we just keep doing it. You know, you just keep doing it. And that's what being a parent is. And I was like, that's weirdly comforting, you know, as yeah. like, somebody who is yeah. not a parent. And I'm just, and and I want to be someday. I'm like, oh God, like, am I going to know what, what I'm doing? And I think the answer is like, no, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like.
0: Yeah, dude. I think, uh, the first, the first. Scene where Johnny wakes up the next day and Viv is gone, and he's like, now the guardian Mm -hmm. of Jesse, and he's met with like, it's a literal wake up call of like (laughs) loud music and chaos, right? Yeah, Yeah. that is like, and you know, it's one of those (laughs) things where like everybody can tell you that, like, oh, you're gonna have a kid and it's gonna change your life, and all these things are different. Anybody can tell you that, but going through it is a different beast, and seeing him kind of show like that as the first interaction they have on their own. And and even Jesse just being like a smart ass in ways and being like, Yeah, mom said you'd be kinda awkward during this part. <laughs> you know, like those things are like it's so like real. I don't know. It's real, it's raw, but until you you just have to go through it yourself. Like everybody can tell you a million things, but when you go through it yourself, that scene will hit differently, you know. Like these little mm-hmm. metaphors of like coming into parenthood and stuff are they hit. I mean, they hit hard for me. Yeah. Um, but they were great. I loved it.
2: Yeah, it made me. It re- reminded me of the first time that I watched Sophie by myself. And I was just like, "Holy fuck!" She's just
0: running around making me do all this shit. I was like, "What the fuck do I do?" Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting. It, I mean, it's totally true, right? What Viv says and that nobody knows what they're doing. Like, I mean, about anything, really, but especially that. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But if, I think that. People who are, are on the verge of having kids or getting close to that point, always kind of look at it in the way of like, well, what am I going to do? Like, how are we, you know, me and my partner going to do this and raise our kids up? And very rarely do they take into account that the kid will tell you and help you and show you and (laughs) guide you, you know, it's very much their part too. I've never
1: thought of it that way. That's really interesting
0: yeah like tan said with sophia she'll she'll tell you what the fuck to do like she she's not afraid you yeah. know but yeah. it's just a, this like relationship of kind of figuring it out together um which is i think comforting like you have somebody there built right. in who's going through it yeah.
2: too, you know and that's what i like like nowadays i feel like a lot of people raise their kids differently like obviously right. totally. um like like they're like even Jesse's like knows all these like, like he's like trying to help uh, Johnny when he pet faints or whatever like. Or no, what is it when he yells at him and he calls Viv? She's like, you just need to talk to him. Like he's a person. Like you just apologize. Yeah, like, yeah. like he was like an adult or something. You just do that and like they will yeah. be more understanding. Don't fucking yell at them and
1: yeah. shit. You know what I mean? I very much related to Johnny when he was literally reading a. A, like a child like a blog or whatever <laughs> yeah. but like here's how to apologize to your child and i was yeah. like that is totally gonna be me not actually reading from from a script but like i'm definitely gonna be the type of person that reads articles on like i'm running into some oh, dude. shit yeah. like, let's see what else what other people are doing because that's yeah. what i do now i'm like oh my water heater not working like let me look it up <laughs> yeah google it know. man yeah,
0: yeah for sure i think that that's you know, that's a benefit of the internet is like being able to kind of share these experiences right. with other people. You yeah. <clears throat> um, know? But yeah, I mean, to go back to the, the kind of like the cool, the thing that I liked about this movie a lot is like, it showed not only like the hard parts of that, but also the parts that are really cool. And like the good times that Jesse and Johnny have together and like the fun that they have. And, and it becomes mutual where like, Even Johnny is like, fuck, I don't know if I'm ready to, like... Like, Jesse's definitely not ready to go home, but I think even Johnny was not ready for him Mm -hmm. to leave, you know? Yeah. And even though there's, like, all these hard moments, like, there's a real beauty to it, too, and being able to, like, see a person kind of evolve and grow and do things and, you know... And I I think it's great that he took such an interest to the, like, audio recording stuff, because it... And I mean that part is written right, but like it definitely, especially at the end where he's like kind of going through all the recordings and he finds oh, the ones shit. that Jesse made on his own. Oh man, that shit was like holy fuck, dude! Right yeah. to the heart. Yeah, if I wasn't with
1: my mom, I would have been crying. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised actually. I didn't. I didn't cry on this one. I got a little choked up at times. I think um, a relationship that I really enjoyed watching i think that they wrote really well was not just jesse and johnny's relationship but johnny and his sister viv's relationship
2: yeah yeah because dude. like
1: having having a sister and you know she has she has um my niece aria and like so i felt like i could relate a little bit like that granted my sister and i haven't had this big falling out necessarily like there was the time you know when we were kids and we hated each other because we're kids and then now we're at the point where you know we're a lot closer but seeing that relationship like them go through that and i don't know it was just that that's i think what hit me more than than um jesse and johnny actually
2: yeah that was another thing how real that was yeah really connected to too because like me and my sister are really close and then just seeing them like it seemed like they were close like it's like why don't you talk to each other anymore and all this stuff. Mm -hmm i was like fuck dude i really hope that doesn't happen that'd be so sad like yeah i mean my sister like kind of grew apart like that
0: but, I, yeah. I think the the complicatedness of that relationship is like they went through this like very traumatic experience that is like is coming for all of us right right but yeah. this like losing a parent like that and But not only that, like, you know, kind of actively watching them go, I think, is, like, very difficult. Yeah. And they did, like, a great job of separating the personalities of the siblings, right? Of Johnny and Viv, like, Mm -hmm. the way they would interact with their mom. Yeah. And the things that they would do, like, as... All that was going down and how they would show it i thought oh my god it was incredible like yeah. they would have these conversations and they would cut back in time to these moments visually yeah. but you would just kind of be listening and sometimes they would use that audio and sometimes they would use the audio that they were actually talking about and it was like i was just like Fucking hey dude this is oh this is great yeah. like it's not it's one of those like show don't tell things but he kind mm-hmm. of combined the two like he showed and told sometimes and in different ways and Mm -hmm. it was just so impactful like you you know you got a feel for them as people even though they weren't the like focus of the movie just by seeing the shit that they went through and like you know learning about how they're kind of navigating through this and and i honestly i liked viv a lot as a character like i think even though her approach to things was different or maybe not what I would do like she wasn't like you know she's just trying to figure it out too you know and it was I don't know it was really cool mm-hmm. um well she was yeah. in such
1: a difficult situation like what do you you know what do you yeah. do in that in that circumstance and and that's something that Samantha and I were talking about how you know Jesse's dad is going through like um He's going through some, like, you know, maybe some, like, paranoia or schizophrenia, whatever whatever it is right. that he has. And it's, like, how old is old enough to be able to explain those types of things to your kid, you know? And and I think that yeah. Viv was not really sure about that either because mm-hmm. she knew that Jesse had known that his dad was sick in the past. And, like, bringing that up again, like, is it as bad as it was? You know, Jesse kind of asked, like, you know, is it, is it like, before? Yeah. So he knows and that's i think that's the other thing is like kids are way smarter than we give them credit for right
0: totally yeah.
1: and yeah just tell them just explain it uh, yeah i guess just instead of them. just hiding shit from them yeah right. yeah and that, and that happens a lot like the other thing where jesse's like oh like um i like tell me about mom when she was a kid and then he says like oh i know she had an abortion and then joaquin johnny's what the like uh well like and he goes into like You know the whole like, well, you have your own body and it's your choice, right? And girls do, and it's their choice, you know. And I was like, oh my god, this (laughs) conversation with the with the ten year old. How old is Jesse?
2: Something like that. He's like nine or ten.
0: Oh Oh,
1: god, I'm not. He didn't even know about that. I was like, she.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's those kinds of things where I'm like, uh, I. So, going back to the podcast that the director did, he he hadn't made a movie since twenty sixteen and he was talking about this movie, you know, being his next project. And he was like, I was very unsure of what I was gonna make because he's like Mike Mill, he's a white guy, right? He's just like mm-hmm. you know, as white yeah. as it gets. He was like, I'm a white guy in a cultural space and like all of these things have happened over the last few years since I've done yeah, my yeah. last project and he was just like i don't even know what how to like do anything without it being you know taken a certain way or feel like he has to say something or whatever right and when he i think landed on this it was kind of like for me just trying to put myself in his shoes i was like wow like he did it i think right like yeah. he made something that's really really good and impactful and you know, doesn't really try to push any kind of thing or say Mm -hmm. anything that specific, but more again, going back to what I said earlier, like inviting reflection and kind of just thinking about things as a whole and thinking about the way that we interact with kids and how we kind of treat kids. And, and, you know, I think there's a lot of conversation around to go back to freaking don't look up, like, what are we leaving our kids, right? um mm. we're we're always kind of thinking about these like scenarios that they'll be in and not exactly like just talking to them and being like hey this is like shit's pretty fucked up you know and like we, you know nobody really knows what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, and I think ultimately like that's not the point, right? Of this movie. The point is like yeah, shit might be fucked up right now and like that's okay and it's okay to feel all these things that you're feeling and Like processing that stuff and like trying to still find bits of joy in all of the madness right of like doing the interviews or going to all these cities with your uncle or whatever it is Mm -hmm. you know and uh it just really hit when jesse was like i don't want to forget any of this but like Um, you know, um, yeah, that was are. the
1: first part. Yeah. Like, am I gonna forget? He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah probably. Okay. But then, I'll remind I you. I was like, fuck, dude, that <laughs> the two, scene,
2: Yeah,
0: the ending scene is like, it's maybe perfect. Like, is the way that he's that it cuts between them listening to it in like the present to him recording it in his office or whatever going all the way back to them being together in Detroit or whatever city it was that they were last in it's like that span of shots and time it's like two minutes of just perfection it's so That's fucking good amazing, dude. and it's like it's you know the kids I think Jesse has an interesting point in that they're they have all these ideas of the things that they should do or be or whatever, but in reality, it's a lot of come on, come on. Like, we're on to the next thing. We're on to the next mm-hmm. thing. We're going there. We're doing this. And it's not really their job to remember, I would say. Like, it is more Johnny's job or Viv's job to remind them of their childhood because they're kind of in it and living it, you know? And right. like, they don't need to be kind of taking stock of everything, they should just be in the moment. And yeah. your parents or whatever will always be there and be like, I "Remember when you were young and we did this and that or whatever." Like yeah. that last scene just fucking told me. And you think of like yeah. the stereotypical
1: dad with the camcorder on his shoulder at <laughs> yeah. birthday exactly. party, you know? And it's exactly. like it's really just that. It's it's the kid's job to enjoy the time, and you know the parents to kind of remind them. So yeah, yeah, it was
0: beautiful. beautiful, and it like the black and white kind of juxtaposed to the like quote unquote modern medium of like audio listening to things which is not Mm -hmm. modern right it was like the one of the first methods of like public radio or stories or whatever that they would do Mm -hmm. but it's had this like weird resurgence in the form of podcasting and stuff and so it like became modern again and then with the black and white over it it's kind of like a whole new thing you know i don't know it's very just weird how it all works together and Mm -hmm. tells and shows this kind of like I don't know coziness but also realness and Mm -hmm. reminder I guess it was good I liked it a lot I I think
2: the black and white kind of makes it feel like memories do kind of like the way it's not distracting Like there's not a lot of Mm. things to like that jump out to like remember like visually like it's just all like you're just kind of remembering bits and pieces kind of I think that works really
1: well yeah
0: yeah for sure um
1: how did you guys feel um i mean i'm surprised that i hadn't heard of this movie because i i'm i love joaquin phoenix like he's he's like he's probably top five favorite actors of mine like he's just so, so good and um woody norman the the boy who played jesse Really fucking good too. Dude. Like surprisingly good. And I read that he has a British accent. So he was acting the in kid? an accent the entire Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs>
0: like what yeah, he's the an English hell? guy.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Which is kind of crazy. Like adds another
2: Yeah. Dude, yeah, I was I, mean, I feel like every movie I've seen Joaquin Phoenix in, he's like this crazy dude, like the master, like what Joker and shit. Like he's always doing so much acting I guess to see him do such like a mundane like normal guy was like fuck this guy really can do anything (laughs) like so yeah yeah
0: that was Uh, some of the the biggest things that I were reading was people kind of just being relieved that Joaquin Phoenix got to do like a normal normal quote-unquote role and not like a crazy person and yeah he fucking slayed it and Woody Norman held his fucking end if you know as good if not better than just for his age and like capturing all these moments i was like i was kind of blown away i mean this kid is gonna go places for sure i think
1: sometimes you i don't know like sometimes you think of of acting like you know there's there's the type the person who's like typecast as one one character and you kind of ask yourself that question like but, uh, like how much are they actually acting and how much, you know, is this just kind of who they are? And so for Woody Norman, like he, he, you, you kind of think like, Oh, maybe kids aren't like acting, acting all the time. That's probably just like their personality, but the whole accent layer on it, where he was speaking in a, a foreign accent, which is like actually kind of insane. Like that's full blown, like <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's... not like they were just like, Hey kid, cameras rolling, let's do, you know what I mean? It was like, no, like you're you're delivering these lines in a different dialect that you normally do, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, Something off. that uh, that Mike Mills was saying was that the it was very much like a collaboration with Joaquin Phoenix to get this thing even made in the first place. Like he Joaquin Phoenix really liked the idea and he was like all in, but they were both kind of like if we don't have a kid like it's not Mm. gonna work like you know we've got to figure that out and they did the casting calls and woody norman was the second kid that uh, like auditioned and they both of them were like oh this is the this is the guy you know like this is it (laughs) and he was like when it when we actually started going and like recording stuff and like getting scenes down they both were just kind of like yeah this i think this is gonna work like it's it's all coming together you know but Joaquin Phoenix played like a very like collaborative role like he wasn't just handed a script and told what to do he was like you know working with Mike Mills to like create the story and change certain things and figure things out and see what works better and all that shit that's awesome Uh, which is cool like the way that Mike Mills described it was as having like a playmate where what when he's talking to david byrne who's like part of a band like you have built-in playmates right like other band members or you're constantly collaborating but when you're like directing and writing something all on your own it's very different Mm, and so to have that perspective he said was like very helpful and and uh i could see that for sure i think it's hard to create in a vacuum
2: yeah i love hearing like impossible and actors and stuff are like that invested and involved with the movie and stuff like that just like, adds so much for me like oh, you man. actually care about this like I don't know
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think you think about it from Joaquin's perspective of like he's coming off of like the Joker right which was like very much something made for audiences and for a kind of like mass appeal versus right. this movie which is like more of like an art project and more of like you know and him just recently having a kid i think really Uh, made a difference like he was kind of able to explore it from a new perspective which you know is probably really cool
2: nice that's cool
1: yeah so that is interesting like you know coming from the joker where it's very much mass mass appeal like I wonder I wonder how that feels to to move from something like that where you're like yeah this movie's gonna make a bunch of fucking money you know and it's like this big deal to moving to like you said like an art project because so Wikipedia says and again or maybe this is just a little Google thing but it says budget was 8.3 million and box office was 2.1 so definitely I don't think it not did. not have a wider than that Numbers, right? Yeah, I don't know. Was it in theaters?
0: Or it was like a oh, lot. It was? Mm-hmm. was it here? Yeah, we had it here.
1: Oh fuck! <laughs> wow. Yeah, I kind of feel bad. And interesting, because like I mean, jo- Joaquin Phoenix is a very you know very known name, especially now. Yeah. That it that it uh, didn't do well, but I'm sure like I don't know at that at, at a certain point it's you know it's just going into it for the craft and for the love of making, making films. So I'm, I don't know. I bet that that yeah. wasn't that discouraging, you know, maybe for, maybe for the producers, like the people who put money into it, but like, <laughs> I don't know, for the writer director, I think, I think it was a an overall success. Like,
0: Yeah. This, a, I mean, this is the thing, like the whole J 24 meme is like, it's, <laughs> it's so much like, that i'm a simp for them specifically right but it's i think that they care more about making art and like not they're not really worried about the return financially mm-hmm. no. especially in this kind of culture we're in where like there's just a lot of content coming out and it's all gotta be like this mass appeal bullshit where like film is like a young medium but it has roots in like being artsy and it has like these moments where like when you do something different or interesting like it's really cool and and I'm happy that they are backing stuff like this that's like trying to do that or keep that part of film alive you know yeah yeah that's that's what I
2: appreciate about them so much
0: yeah I think they kind of expect a loss like they know that not everything is gonna be good but Mm -hmm. I think that they offset that with stuff that does pop off you know and that's true yeah they're not yeah and they i mean they sold the fucking apple which is you know they have infinite money now but yeah still like i think it's good that at least some people are continuing to support those projects which is important
2: yeah james said in chat i feel like that's part of the process sell out so you can make the things you care about i think it kind of is like everyone's like oh my god chloe Zhao's doing a marvel movie what the fuck i'm like good for her she's gonna get a lot of money get yeah, her I mean, name out way. there so she can make more good yeah. shit like um shit what's that movie
0: called? No yeah that movie is fucking incredible also a very interesting blend of like documentary and narrative. oh yeah there you go. Was... <laughs> same kind of vibe
2: yeah i don't know i don't blame um, people for doing big shit like that just
1: because now they can do yeah. whatever they want and make other cool shit
0: yeah, yeah. Probably sure. a good
1: time to tell you guys I got a meeting with iHeartRadio after this. so. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, like I think
0: the, the danger comes in when people stop doing that, right? When they don't take the big thing and then go do a bunch of weird things. Um, and I don't think we're there yet with movies, but I think we're getting fucking close. It's a little worrisome yes. sometimes. <laughs> um, but this was a good... This was a good kind of break from that thinking. Yeah. Alonzo asked if it would have made a, uh, if it would have made it better to watch this in the theater. Probably only from the perspective of when you're in the theater and you're watching a movie, like it cuts all the distractions Mm -hmm. of real life away. So I think that would have helped me. Also, the sound is just better. Yeah. I was going to say the sound would
1: be the main thing. Yeah. But it's not, you know. It's a black and white movie, like it's
0: not Yeah. A... Um also I think this movie, I mean the cinematography was beautiful. Like a lot of these frames were beautiful, painting-esque like. And they used an aspect ratio that was taller than it was wide, right? So you got kind of more vertical uh space in the image, which I think the best part of the movie that showcased that Uh, was when they're in the like trees like when he runs off oh yeah towards the end those shots were fucking and they were amazing they were so fucking good those trees looked so fucking cool the way they would kind of like spiral and blend and like just be this whole thing Mm -hmm. uh that definitely did i think that worked for what they were going for yeah definitely
2: yeah beautiful movie
0: all around yeah Uh, As a whole, I I feel like they, camera-wise, they made interesting choices. Like, the movements were sparse and very subtle, right? Like, there's just a lot of, like, very slow, like, not really zooms, just kind of, like, push-ins or, like, Hmm. moving to the side a little bit. But the editing where he would cut to these, like, very weird B-roll, like, sequences, right? The one that stood out to me the most where I figured this was, like, a very intentional thing was when uh, Jesse asked Johnny if he would ever been married or whatever. Like, he's like, why don't you have a wife, basically? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Johnny's at this point, he's reflecting into the mic on his own, right? Not talking to Jesse. And he's like, yeah, he asked me about this thing and I couldn't stop thinking of Luis or whatever her name was, right? His, Mm -hmm. like, ex. And when he starts talking about that, it cuts to the shot of LA traffic at night. It's like a very contrasting image because the sky is very dark, but the car lights are very bright and there's just a ton of traffic. Mm-hmm. And like what I took that as was it's a visual representation of Johnny's kind of mindset while he's talking into the mic where he his brain is becoming kind of clogged with these thoughts of his past and, like, why isn't he married or, you know, what happened or whatever and kind of, like, thinking, you know, just showing you, like, oh, wow. the kind of traffic jam thinking that your mind kind of does when you go down that hole, you know? Damn. Um, and it just continued, like, a bunch of shots like that, just of cityscapes, of the sky, that one of the clouds just passing over. Like, it was beautiful. It was, it was mm-hmm. really, really cool I, that I don't think you can do that in – like any movie you know like it wouldn't work the same way if you just threw that into other movies yeah but i liked it a lot
2: yeah because it's not like a visual story really so throwing shit like it's throwing that in there just like yeah i don't know helps with your engagement i guess i don't know
0: yeah for sure there's not a lot of of yeah action or movement or any of that which was like weird and different but you know probably what they were going for more of like a stillness a meditation just kind of want you to think about what's going on you know or even not what's going on in front of you but what has happened to you in the past that this might relate to or something Yeah, you know it's really cool
1: yeah Uh uh-huh one uh like last point that i wanted to touch on we've kind of touched on a little bit um is just the writing and like how believable all of the characters felt like the the realness of all of them even jesse's quirks so like the whole um orphan (laughs) role-playing thing that he does like, I was watching it, and I was just like, God, this is so weird. Like, what? And then I was just like, kids are really weird, though. Like, <laughs> I could totally, you know, see kids doing that. And I was reading through the trivia, and that idea apparently came from um, Aaron Dessner, who's a co-producer, or co-composer, and his daughter does that. And so, like, <laughs> they just, to- they, like, took that out from real life. And you're like, yeah, kids do weird shit That's like funny. that.
2: I, yeah, yeah, it was weird, but I liked it. It was, like, kind of his way of being able to talk about stuff or talk about himself and stuff because yeah. it's not actually him he's like kind of talking to the third person about himself yeah and,
1: shit. and and the the scene like probably one of my favorite scenes is where i think they're in i think he's taking a bath and he's like he's saying like oh like my mom you know she she does this and like sometimes she'll just eat a steak and like you know and, and it's going through and it's yeah. showing the scenes of his mom his actual mom viv doing that and like like you were saying taryn it's like because Jesse's kind of like a reserved person where you know even when when Johnny is trying to interview him he's like I don't want to do I don't want to do the questions like I don't want to yeah. and so like his only real way of being able to do that is when it's not him that he's talking about when it's like when he's an orphan and he's talking about his his orphan mother or what you know or whatever and like that's when you really can that's when the curtain kind of pulls back and you can like really see how Jesse feels about his mother and yeah, I don't know. It was that was a great scene.
2: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and even um, the recording that he does by himself, he kind of is role playing mm-hmm. again, where he's like, he's like asking himself the questions, like in a right, deeper voice yeah. and shit, like changes his voice. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. So yeah,
0: good. Man. Yeah, that was just like, specifically the steak stuff was it was just so good because you know that her relationship with her own mother was like dicey or, you mm-hmm. know, she's like, she just never understood me. Like, you don't know what that's like to whatever she would say to Johnny, but they would have these similarities where, you know, they would do some of the same things. And I don't know, just, yeah. I, once I, I, when I was transitioning out of my last company into this new thing, there was a guy who worked at my last company who was, very much like a mentor, just like all around, like good dude to talk to. And I called him to talk about the transition and stuff. And we were just kind of talking about life in general. And he at the time was on vacation with his family and he was we were just I was telling him about Sophia and stuff. He's got like three kids of his own and he was like, you know, it's so weird, like I'm sitting here and I'm I'm looking over and I see like older people right like people who have kind of gone through all the stages of life and are in kind of the end of it and he's like i see my kids i see younger people and he's like me i'm kind of here in the middle of those two periods and there's just like the whole gamut of like people right just like mm-hmm. experience and age stuff and i felt like that this movie was that kind of like oh, yeah. it touches up on the you know the later stage of life it touches down to the younger stages of life you see kind of the middle with viv and johnny and yeah it was i don't know it, it like i get it it didn't do anything didn't really go anywhere the story was kind of whatever but like just from an experience level i think they yeah they nailed that and, and i'm like, not even there you know yeah all the way.
1: like we're personally kind of in between viv and johnny and you know being kids right like mm-hmm. we're we still have our parents you know alive and like thinking about like thinking about that like looking forward to like oh man like when my mom's gonna be on her deathbed and like me and my sister like talking about like logistics and stuff of like how like you know and just oh god it it's yeah it's one of those movies it makes you really think and like <laughs> look back at your childhood and then look ahead at like what's to come and it's scary but you know again the the war the the comforting part of that is that like none of us fucking know what the hell's going on you know like right i remember being in high school where you kind of have this feeling where you have this feeling where you think you know everything right but i think you have that confidence because you think once you're an adult you will know everything
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: once you become you know like late 20s you're just like oh wait i don't have it all figured out but like nobody does either
2: yeah you know oh. like
1: no one knows we're all just kind of just trying to get through this thing like and it's not like <laughs> anyone has all the answers, so
0: yeah yeah that was something that my dad would tell me a lot uh kind of when I crossed like the 20 year old age mm-hmm. was that you know we would I mean me and my dad would always get into it just in general, but randomly we'd have these conversations where we would just kind of talk about life in general and he would always say, like, you know, when he became a parent, like, he was like, there's no rule book, like, there's no anything. You just kind of go, you know, do what you think is best, and that's kind of it. And this movie was just kind of that, like, yeah, visualized, <laughs> yeah, presented. And I feel that way a lot, especially yeah. being a dad now, you know. There really isn't a... Rule book or guide. There's a lot of people who think they know the best way to do <laughs> yeah. things, though, and they're not afraid to shill their fucking yeah, shit their to you. Yeah. Uh, especially the like online blog stuff, but you know, you kind of just have to see through all that bullshit and be like, yeah, they don't know what the fuck they're doing either. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I was. I mean, you know, the the, it, the interesting thing for me of this movie is like the. It, tone was not bleak but Mm -hmm. the subject matter could be construed as bleak ish sometimes you know Mm -hmm. um i think that the that scene maybe the best scene in the whole thing for me was when he's reading that story to jesse that book and where it's like you're born and you learn to use your limbs and it cuts to his mom on her deathbed, like with her hands, and I was just like, "Holy oh, shit!" Uh, he, at the end, is like, "You may find it hard to leave this place," you know, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" This is I know it doesn't heart, he close dude. the book,
1: and he's like, "Fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like, Are you're Jesse crying. Like, you're crying right now. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Yeah, it
0: was. It was great, though. Like, I think that is probably the singular scene that encapsulates the whole vibe of the movie for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good.
1: Alright, you guys got um, any rounding thoughts before we get into our ratings? Anything you want to bring up? Mm. I think we nailed it. We got it. Alright, who wants to go first? I don't.
2: I can. <laughs> go ahead, Dan. Um. Yeah, I had no idea what this movie was going to be about. And... It was just, it felt like it was (laughs) about me (laughs) in a stupid way. (laughs) It's like everything was relatable. Like, him and his, like, Johnny and his sister, Johnny in his relationship to her kid, like, their different relationships to their mom, like, all of that is just, like, real to me, like, so fucking real, like, oh my god, dude, like, it just hit, like, every note in my fucking minds like and like the weirdest thing was was watching it with my mom on the anniversary of my grandmother passing away which is was interesting like when it first started that they were talking about like that's why they're like they, he called her or whatever and i was right. like oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of weird yeah. um but yeah everything everything about it was beautiful like visually like, subject matter-wise, like, the acting and, like, the relationships was just... Oh, fuck. Um, We never did our best movies of 2021, but this would be number two for me. <laughs> like, it jumped oh, all damn. the way up there. Damn. <laughs> Fucking loved it, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, just uh, kind of came out of nowhere and kicked me in the ass. Um. yeah I don't really know what else to say but I guess I'd give it like a 9 nice
1: love 9 it. Right. 9 out of 10 from Taryn did you want to go Jay or do you want me to go
0: um whatever you want man
1: alright I'll, I'll go ahead and take it over yeah I mean I agree with Taryn and I think that's uh I don't know maybe Taryn and I have like a similar uh do you this movie because we both have sisters who have children and So we're both uncles in that you know and our relationship with our sisters and then with our nieces like So my niece is nine. So she's actually right the age of jesse in this mm-hmm. and like I really relate to jesse in the because I feel like Or excuse me to johnny. I'm sorry. I really relate to johnny because it feels like he's kind of like you know he's like I don't know really what to do like am I all that entertaining like the kids want to be around me you know like but just being himself and like you know doing what he does like Jesse really looks up to him and like really loves him and I and I feel that a lot with my niece like she's always wanting to come over to spend the night and hang out and like it's just I don't know it just feels so good to like have a child who like really wants to just spend time with you you know like Dude, yeah. I don't know, so it so it just hit a lot in that. Yeah, know?
2: my niece is only two. Oh my god, I fucked that up. Um, yeah, and she's like the same way. She's always like, "Where's uncle? Where's uncle?" Like all this yeah. stuff, Jordan tells me, and yeah. I'm just like, "Yeah, it feels really good to just have yeah. a person that like cares that much about you. I yeah, guess. That cares
1: about you. That's just a little human. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's great. And I don't know. I think this movie's just overall really easy to relate to." on so many levels just because like it's a it's a story about life and about family and about not having the answers and that being okay and that's just what that was like the the theme that just resonated with me so well is just like none of us know what we're doing like but we're just going to keep doing it comforting yeah it was it was sadly comforting um yeah i mean i don't know what else to say i think uh the cinematography the the black the fact that it was black and white in these very loud landscapes was was an interesting contrast and like like jay was saying like mellowed it out to be able to just focus on the story like i really did like that um yeah overall i think this one's about an 8.5 for me out of 10
2: yeah i forgot to mention the interviews and stuff were like yeah so hard-hitting also and knowing that they're like real was fucking like
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Can you get better yeah
1: all right jay take it away
0: yeah um yeah i mean i feel like i probably said a lot <laughs> yeah. things. uh i just really kind of dove into this because it's it was a really just it for me this was one of those things that It came at the right moment. Like when I watched it, like I'm in a phase of my life where like it was like maybe exactly what I needed to watch at that time. You know, that hasn't happened to me very often, but it has happened to me before. I was gonna say Chef. (laughs) That's (laughs) Chef. (laughs) Chef. Chef. I could watch it any time, and it will feel that way. Uh, (laughs) No, that a ghost story, the movie by David Lowry. I watched that. I think the exact right moment. Um and another thing is this graphic novel called Day Tripper. I read that at like just the right time in life. Uh, and this movie has now taken a third place in <laughs> my mind of when I think about things like this, like this was one of them. Um, yeah, it's it was it was a breath of fresh air, I think, movie wise for me just new this new concept of black and white in a modern setting was really cool uh it's probably been done elsewhere but this was the first time i had seen something like that um i think that the idea of these kind of like audio reflections to yourself from both characters and then hearing them later and kind of linking everything together was really cool um But the last, like, yeah, 15 minutes of the movie just completely gutted me. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, Jordan and I were watching this together, and she wasn't feeling good this week, so it was taking a bunch of, like, NyQuil-esque medicine. And (laughs) after, like, at about an hour 10, she was like, I need to go to sleep because I'm falling asleep. And I was like, okay. So she went to bed, and it was just me watching the last, like, half hour and... (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) basically like it was like it was the perfect environment for the last half hour of just by myself thinking about everything that's happened ever and just (laughs) letting it all fucking go you know and uh it was beautiful i mean beautifully shot beautifully told sounded great um one of those things that i'll just kind of take with me for the rest of my journey in life, you know, and yeah. lean on when shit gets intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, a time to cry, says James. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um Yeah, I think it's like a 9.6 for me. Wow. It's like very much up there.
1: 9.6. Did he get it? Did he get the fucking he did wow so 9.6 from dave brings us to a collective 9.03 so yeah just a That's nice film fumbler hall of fame I'm, i felt bad after i i don't know <laughs> i definitely related a lot to this one but i think this hit you two a lot harder than it did me so i was like i hope my score doesn't <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no, so we great. rated this uh nine out of ten film fumbler hall of fame We'd love to know what you guys think about this movie. Did, did, it, did, it, did you relate to it as much as as we did? Uh, let us know. Hit us up on all of our socials. Find all of those at filmbumblers.com. Make sure you're following our Instagram at filmbumblers where you can find out where what movies we're going to be doing next. Until then,
0: we'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers.